Well, hello, Canada Central District. Uh, I'm so glad that you've joined us today for our annual district family reunion. Who would have thought a year ago when we got together that we would be experiencing a global pandemic uh, this time round, the proportion of which we've never experienced before. Uh, but here we are, almost three months of virtual worship services and prayer meetings and Bible studies, but we are still standing and God is still at work in the midst of all of that we are experiencing. It's amazing how God can take the worst things that are thrown at us and use it for his purposes in this world and for our progress in, in his grace. It, it just amazes me. I've heard from many of our churches uh, the things that God is doing in the midst of these challenging days. God is at work. More people are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ through online ministries from each of our churches. Uh, people are coming to faith in the midst of this pandemic. And in the midst of this isolation, people are finding ways to remain in community. And by the way, I, I want to encourage you to download the district app. It's, a, it's the new app that you'll be able to see all of what is happening across the district, the reports from all the churches it's CCDNAZ, C-C-D-N-A-Z. Well, pastors, I, I want to thank you for all that you have been doing in your ministry as you minister to your people during this time. And church family, I, I want to thank you for your faithfulness in, in staying connected to the Lord and to each other, uh, for encouraging one another and supporting one another and for your financial support to your local church. We're not taking an offering during this district family reunion because we want you to support your local church. And so we ask that whatever means that you normally give to your local church, that's what you should be doing today. Uh, one of the things I've been looking forward to as I've looked to this day when we gather together as a district family is celebrating the sacrament of the Lord's Supper with you, our, our district church family. And uh, we're going to be doing that in a few minutes. And if you haven't already done so, I invite you to gather the elements so that we can participate uh, and gather around this virtual Lord's table and celebrate as a district family. Now, this journey has been devastating for some among us. Some of you have lost loved ones uh, over this past year, since we met a year ago. Uh, others more recently because of this pandemic. And then some of you have loved ones who are sick and, and you can't get to them because of all the travel restrictions that are in place. So please know that you are in our prayers and uh, we pray that, that God, our merciful Father, the source of all comfort, will comfort you in your time of trouble. It is, it is times like these that we recognize our need for a Savior, one who can, can save us. It is times like these that we recognize that we need an anchor, 
one who can bring stability in a time of uncertainty. Uh, it is times like these that we recognize we need a shelter, uh, one who, the uh, place of refuge that we can run to in, uh, in times of storms in our lives. A, a provider, we need a provider, one who we can depend on to meet all of our needs. It's times like these that we recognize we need a fountain, one, one who can quench the deepest thirsts that we experience in life. And that's where I want to hang out over the next few minutes before we feast at the Lord's table together. I've been drawn to a story in the Gospel of John. In fact, it's a story that was read just a few minutes ago in the service. And it's the story of Jesus going undercover to Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacle. As you read through uh, the scriptures, you realize that not a whole lot has changed since Bible days. Uh, church people love a good feast. And there, there are all kinds of feasts in the Old Testament, recorded in the Old Testament and subsequently flowing into the New Testament narrative. And, and, and we church people, we just love feasting. Wherever there are two or three Nazarenes gathered, there will be a feast. And that's one of the things that I've missed during this time, where uh, typically, whether it's Easter or Thanksgiving or Christmas, there is a church feast or a family feast. And this year, it's been kind of, for Easter, for our family, it was a drive-by feasting where everybody, everybody prepared their part of the meal, and, and then we drove to each other's homes and, and handed off their portion and collected our portion. And, and so it, it was interesting. But anyway, back, back to the story. So Jesus goes on this covert mission to the Feast of Tabernacle. And now to get the full-orbed insight into Jesus' mission and message in the story, you really need to go back to another story in the Old Testament. And it's in the second book of the Bible in Exodus where we find the story of God leading his people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Remember the 12 plagues that God brought upon the Egyptians in order that they would release the Israelites out of Egypt, that Pharaoh would release them? I was thinking about that, and I, you know, doesn't it feel like we're getting just a taste of one plague? Imagine that the Egyptians, <clears throat> they, were, they were experiencing 10 plagues, and I could just imagine what they felt like, and, and they probably felt like this, this will never end. This is a never-ending story here, and I know that for many of us, that's the way we felt about COVID-19, about this coronavirus. Will it ever end? Are we in for, for months in, or maybe even years of this? And, and for the Israelites, they, they were in bondage at that point in history. They were in bondage for some 400 years. The, the restrictions we have been experiencing uh, have been challenging, necessary, but challenging to us. And there have been times where I'm sure you have asked, as I have asked, Lord, how long? How long is this going to continue? 
Well, the good news is that God delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. We, we, he, he, will, he will deliver us from what we are going through as well. I'm here to remind us that there is hope. Even though at this point we're not sure what that looks like, there is hope. God, who is our healer, will bring deliverance. What we need to do is ask the question, ask ourselves the question, and ask God the question, what are you teaching us during this time? What are you teaching us during this season? I don't believe for a moment that God brought this on us, that this is a result of a fallen world that we live in. But I do believe that God is wanting to use this season for his purposes in the world. At least that's what he wants to do. And we, can, we, we can't allow these months that we have been experiencing, we can't allow these months to go to waste. I believe that God is wanting to redeem this time and make his church even more beautiful. I believe that he wants to redeem this COVID-19 pandemic for his glory. I believe that there are things that God wants to do in and through his church, his body. I believe that there are things God is accomplishing in humanity and in his creation as a result of this pandemic. Well, the Feast of of the tabernacle that we read about in the Gospel of John, that Jesus made this covert mission trip. This was a feast that commemorated the Israelites wandering around for years in the wilderness after God delivered them from Egypt. This feast was held at the completion of the harvest season. And and they reflected on how good God was to his people, to their ancestors back in the Old Testament after he delivered them from Egypt, how good he was to them in providing for them. He provided manna for them to eat and and quail for them to eat. And and he provided a, a cloud for them to follow during the day and a pillar of fire by night for them to to, to follow. And, and one of the events that took place during those days of wandering in the wilderness for the Israelites, one of those events is told to us in the 17th chapter of Exodus. And they, they, they were wandering around for a while through the wilderness for a time, and they came to this place where the Bible says there was no water There was no water there for the people to drink. There was no water in that place for the people to drink. Have have you ever been thirsty? I'm I'm talking about real thirst. I know we've all been thirsty from walking or riding our bicycles or, or running, but I'm talking about thirst that is, your mouth is dry, your lips are parched, dehydrating kind of thirst. The average person, they say, can last for eight to ten weeks without food. But water? 
We're talking about three days that the average person can last without water. And sometimes the thirst that we experience in life isn't about water. We, we, we don't really have a water shortage in Canada. After all, we've got the Great Lakes. But, but there are other thirsts and, and cravings that we humans experience as we journey through life, a thirst for love. Maybe that's the one that you crave. A thirst for community, especially in a time like this. Maybe that's your thirst. Maybe your thirst is a thirst for forgiveness. You've, you've messed up one too many times and you are thirsting for forgiveness from God, forgiveness from the people around you, family members and friends that you have, uh, that you have wronged. Maybe your craving, maybe your thirst is, is one for hope. In the midst of life's storms, like coronavirus, you have this hope, or you're, you're searching for hope. I want you to hold on to that thought for just a few minutes. So the Israelites, uh, they get to this place where there's no water, they're thirsty, they start grumbling, as they usually did. And, and Moses gets mad, as he usually did. But then he, he goes to God, as Moses usually did. And, and he cries out to God. He says, God, what should I do with these people? And God, being the gracious Father, the loving Father that he is, gave Moses these instructions, and God usually did that. When we come to him, he gives instructions, and, and here, here are the instructions that God gives to Moses. He says, walk out, this is in Exodus, Exodus 17, five and six. He says, walk out in front of the people, take your staff, and call some of the, the elders of Israel to join you. And then here's what he tells Moses. I will stand before you on the rock of Mount Sinai. Strike the rock and water will come gushing out and then people will be able to drink. And of course, Moses followed God's instructions and God provided this life-giving water for his people. Listen, when we become desperate, when we become desperate enough to call out to God, and when we take time to listen for His voice, and then when He speaks to us, when we are obedient to follow His directions, God will always provide what is necessary to quench the burning thirsts of our lives. He'll always do it. He will always come through. Well, with that backstory of, of what took place in Exodus, enter back into the gospel story of Jesus' trip to, the, to Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles. Let, let, let's tie these two stories together, if you will. Jesus, when he gets to Jerusalem, he lays, he lays low for the first part of the feast, and he does that because there are people who are looking for him to kill him. 
but in the middle of the festival, in the midpoint of the festival, when the maximum amount of people were there, Jesus strategically waits until that point, and it is then that he begins to teach in the temple. He goes to the temple and he begins to proclaim his message. He begins to preach to people who are lost. They have lost their way. Israel had lost their way. Even though God had, had delivered them from Egypt and he had brought them through the wilderness, 40 years of wandering, they entered into the promised land. Over the years, as you read scripture, as you read the Old Testament narrative of Israel's history, they had lost their way. He was speaking to people who were hopeless and harassed. That's how Scripture described them. A people who were thirsty for a Savior, thirsty for a deliverer from the Roman Empire who had its thumb on the people of Israel, thirsty for someone who would bring and offer them freedom. And on the final day of the Feast of Tabernacle, this is pretty cool, on the final day of the Feast of Tabernacle, this tabernacle that commemorated God's provision in the wilderness, including God providing this life-giving water from a rock, Jesus gets up in front of the sea of humanity, thirsting humanity, and he says to them in John chapter 7, starting at verse 37, couple verses, he says to the sea of humanity, says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Imagine, can you picture that scene? Thirsty people. And Jesus was saying them to them back then, and he is saying to us now in this crazy 2020 COVID-19 world, Jesus was saying to them and he's saying to us, come to me. I can give you a quality of life infused with God's unconditional love. I can give you life that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus continues to ask us, are you thirsty for love? Come to me. Because I am the definition of love. I am love. Come to me if you're thirsty for love. Are you thirsty for community? Jesus says, come to me. My body, the church, is a place of forgiveness and, and grace. Are, are you thirsty for forgiveness? Come to me. This, this is why I stretched out my arms, my hands on the, on the cross and allowed them to nail me to the cross in your place so that you can be forgiven. Are you thirsty for hope? Jesus said to them, and he says to us, are you thirsty for hope? Come to me. I, I will give you hope in the midst of the worst storms of your life. Isn't that good news? 
District family, there are some of you who have been in the church all your life. You've been lifelong Nazarenes. But these past few months have shaken you to the core. And, and, and maybe even your faith has been shaken. Maybe your financial stability is on shaky ground right now because of all the upheaval in jobs and market place and the stock market and all of that. Maybe, maybe you've lost a loved one during the season or in this past year. Pastors, maybe it is that you've been overwhelmed with all the changes that have taken place over these past few months. Maybe you're concerned whether or not people are actually going to come back to church after all of this is said and done. Well, I'm here to remind us, all of us, of Jesus' words. He says, anyone. <laughs> that includes pastors. That includes the people of God, Christians. That includes pre-Christians, those who have not yet step across the line of faith. He says, anyone. Maybe you're, you've logged in or joined into this live stream. Someone gave you the link to, to join us in the service and you have not yet placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. This is for you too. Anyone who is thirsty, Jesus says, may come to me. Anyone who believes in me, who believes in Jesus, may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Jesus also said in another one of the gospels in Matthew, he says, come to me. Come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. As we gather as a district family around the Lord's table. I invite you to prepare your hearts by meditating on Jesus' invitation to come to him. The table of bread and wine is now to be made ready. It, it, it is a table of company with Jesus and all who love him. It is a table of sharing with the poor of the world with whom Jesus himself identified. It is a table of communion with the earth in which Christ became incarnate. And so come, come to the table. You who have much faith and you who would like to have more. You who have been here often and you who have not been for a long time, come. You who have tried to follow Jesus and you who have failed, come. It is Christ who invites us to meet him there. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. 
We thank you that in times of, in thirsty times of our lives, we have a Savior who says to us, come and drink freely. Come and drink from the fountain of life. Lord, we thank you for your prevenient grace that is reaching out to those, even right now in this service, this live stream service, who is reaching out to those who as of yet have not crossed the line of faith in trusting Jesus Christ. We thank you for your prevenient grace. And Father, we thank you for your saving grace for those who are calling out to you even right now and saying, Lord, I'm thirsty. I want you in my life. I need to surrender my life to you. I'm thirsty. We thank you for your saving grace. And Father, we thank you for your sanctifying grace for those who have come to faith and who have been walking with you for a while and you continue to sanctify us and to make us holy, not because of ourselves, but because of what Christ did on the cross and because of the purifying power of the Holy Spirit. You are making us more and more like Christ as we come. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you.